0: Welcome to Talking Walking, hosted by Andrew Stuck from Rethinking Cities and the Museum of Walking. Talking Walking brings you interviews with people from the world of walking, artists, activists, professionals, and those of us who have a passion for just taking a walk. Candida Borges is a Brazilian composer, pianist, and music educator whose interest has evolved into transmedia art. Following a discovery from a DNA test that her ancestors had migrated from all corners of the world, she conceived Transmuentis Mundis, a concept for an immersive experience based on recording the everyday walking practices of people in cities across the world to investigate cultural transformation through time. In London to receive the Lumen Prize for her work, we snatched a window in her busy schedule to chat about her evolving projects on a walk through the ever-popular St James's Park.
1: We're, we're casually walking through a public space, yeah, um, St James's Park in London, mm-hmm. um, and we're overhearing, uh, well, it's great, children <laughs> crying, um, people chatting. The leaves,
2: the leaves...
1: So tell us a little bit, how how does that work in what you're doing?
2: Right. So Transdentismundi has the aim to investigate cultural transformation through time. Coming from the idea that we are all a result of millennial migrations from our ancestors and our own. Uh, So we embody the idea of a nomadic practice, not only in our own work, right? So the way that we record that is also walking in uh, different cities around the world also in the way that we present the work because who is watching it is also performing a a migration like a virtual migration and watching walkers right so it is like we call it like a, a window to a parallel reality in different places around the world you can watch civilization watch nature watch places you can watch Reality, almost like from an external perspective, right? Because in the work, you don't have an avatar. You are like transparent presence there.
1: Really like like a voyeur. What's interesting is you use 360 video.
2: 360 for audio and video. So we use ambisonic technologies for audio. So I record in 360 audio, and then I present that as ambisonic. So ambisonics calculates the distance of of the head. So it creates the effect just like we have in in real life, that if I turn my head that way, I hear that louder. So it calculates the same effect. It is an effect of immersion, like trying to be as realistic as possible to uh, an effect of immersion, right? So this is one of the attributes of the work and also 360 video, right? So we use a kind of a scene. It's a form of making cinema without cutting the scene to a certain angle or a certain focus, which every director takes the, this decision for the watcher, right? So when you go to watch a movie, somebody already sculpted the scene for you, so you have to look to a certain point, we are all looking front. In the 360 cinema, no, know that this is different, because then it allows you what we call like the big view, right? The 360 view, and that's the, the idea of giving the, the audience the chance to decide on what to focus what is the narrative that will call your attention right So you have like a glimpse of reality in different places, different voices, different cultures, different bodies because one of the things is, as we are observing reality it's a deep way of listening, deep walking, deep listening, deep watching it's a, it's a momentum for you to connect with that that scene,
1: how are you expecting people to consume this? Are they going to be coming into a gallery and seeing something presented on a white wall? Or are you doing something which they're going to watch on a on a mobile or on, or, or on a laptop?
2: The Reef Zero One is a virtual reality work. So it's a piece presented in exhibitions and galleries and museums, this work. And also uh, we have a collection of five units that is also being presented in different museums, so the reeve one is a virtual reality piece, was created for that. Then, because of the pandemic, we created another one, which is not a version of that, it's a different work, name it Web Deriv01, which right now is an exhibition online. So it's through our platform, and we are presenting that through computers, so people can watch that in your computer, and then you can interact with the 360 image. or if you have a cardboard at home, you can watch in your phone, right? So you can load the thing in your phone and look around to interact with the 360 image and sound. And we have also different different pieces that come out of this work. We have an album, then it's a music project, right? That comes from the same material. So we call it the Transuntes Mundi Archive, which encompasses all the recordings that we did. And then from this material, we create different things. A music concert, now I'm writing an opera about this project also. The virtual reality piece, now it's coming also an augmented reality piece. So we have different outcomes for, uh, for the same research and the same project. We have a series of photography also, many different outcomes. What
1: I'm kind of fascinated by is that did this begin as a kind of academic research project for you, or did, did it evolve into that? What are the roots of this project? Where did, where did it come from? And in part, in asking that, you're going to reveal a little bit more about
2: yourself. Well, I'm an artist, I'm a musician, my background is in music, right? So I, I started doing music professionally, I was six years old, I come from a family that has a lot of musicians. And then, very early in life, I got like, you know, bachelor, master, I had started already a, a doctorate in, in the US. I was already migrating to explore more than just music. I, I was already exploring sounds. I had I had done a, my course in electroacoustic composition. I was exploring sounds already. Then I started to work more with performance and then with image. So in the last Ten years, I was already working with the crosses between video and image, and in the body and performance, and how architecture and movement was interacting with all that. At the same time, singing and playing the piano—that was my, you know, my living. Then, because I'm an academic, I'm a professor at the University of Rio de Janeiro. There is a point in the career of an academic that you have to have completed a PhD, or you have to be a doctor. I was already searching for a, a theme to do something, you know, deeper. I wanted something completely different than what I was doing before. So I had already started a doctor in piano, and I said, you know what, it's more of what I already do. Then I had started a doctor in composition uh, in Brazil, that was like kind of similar to what I was doing. I wanted something completely different. So I was in the search. I was, I say that I was interviewing the universities of the world. I was crossing universities, taking a look at programs. And then I always used to say that I apply for one. I apply for the one that I want, and I go for that, and that's it. So exactly with the PhD happened that I was in New York when I took a DNA test. And that DNA test in 2017 came back with an information very interesting. I had the whole world uh, colored, representing the areas where I was coming from. And then it was showing you have all the ethnicities of humanity. And I am like, what it means, right? Because like being Brazilian, coming from a very mixed family, I was like, wow! I was like, what it means to have all the ethnicities of humanity. And and then I was checking with some friends. It was like at that moment that those labs were offering this test. Everybody was taking it, and then some other friends were like, no, no, no! Mine was just Japan and China. The other one was no. Mine is just British. And I'm like, what? In my whole. Map was colored, and I'm like, "Wow, well, what is that?" So I started searching about the project, about the, the theme, and then I said, "This is a project to I want to make something with this, with this information, that my ancestors have been migrating centuries, thousands of years. What it means? What their decisions impacted? What I what happened to me? Where I was born? What are the characteristics of my body? Right? What is my biology? What is my genetics?" So. I was interested on, on investigating this through an artwork. Then I applied for a PhD program, which was here in the UK, at Plymouth University. Plymouth has a characteristic of a very innovative university, has a program very special. There was like one specific director that was very interesting to work with, which is Dr. Eduardo Mirana, uh, before him was Dr. Uh, John Matthias. So I applied and they accepted the project. It was really interesting. There was a very important lab there. I don't know if you guys know, but the UK has one of the most important labs of research in computer music. Then I applied to them and I said, but look, I, I told them I don't want to do a music piece. I want to do a transmedia piece. And they were like, okay, but what it means for you? By that time, I didn't know exactly. I, I, I remember my proposal was like this. I want to do something between the spaces of all media, in between art and sound and and they were like why this is too vague what is that so the work was done through these four years then i went to colombia for a, a conference i went to speak in a conference there and i got to know gabriel gabriel had a project named transeuntes medellín which was a project very interesting that was also a nomadic project that was Based on an archive of photographies that he had, he found in Medellin that reflected a practice there. named it "fotocineria," that was a photographic movement in Latin America in the from the '60s to the '80s. That were like these photographers in the street taking random pictures of people and then selling these pictures to to the to the passersby.
1: Yeah, well, but I, I thought that was incredible. I th- yes. I, I thought I, a a because I'm sort of fascinated by the whole street photography thing exactly but then then on this sort of like mass observation scale yeah i mean i I thought that was fascinating
2: i was fascinated by that also and then i had a project when i started i called this project dna archive and then he had the transeuntes medellin and so i said to him look i think that would you would be a nice director do you want to be my guest director i consulted my directors here in the uk and they said oh great he is a a big name, and so we, we do want to have him on board with us. And then we decided to create a project together, so it was not Transeuntes Medellín, it was not DNA Archive, it was called the Transeuntis in Latin Mundi, because Transeuntes is in Spanish, right? Transeuntes is how you say you call it in Spanish and in Portuguese, which are all Romance languages, right? That derives from from Latin, so it's kind of similar. Then Transeuntes Mundi has elements of DNA archive and of Transeuntes Medellín. So coming back here to the transmedia thing, I started this as my PhD project. Gabrielle was one of my directors. All the, you know, the philosophical part behind the project, I'm very grounded in anthropophagy, which is Oswald Andrade. That is a writer from Brazil that created a movement a hundred years ago. This exactly this year we celebrated a hundred years old when the manifesto of Anthropophagy was created in Latin America, and it talks exactly about the idea of this mix that we are a resulting singularity from all the the changes that we we embrace it and the power of this mix is instead of wanting to. Normalize everything, standardize everything, Is the opposite Creating singularity from the mixes that we have So it's a movement created in Brazil That uh, is one of the most mixed countries in the world Like Cuba, uh, Brazil are the ones that received really all these ethnicities And that's why I resulted so mixed like this Like my DNA shows this kind of thing So my, my PhD was in artistic creation, right? So in artistic research, so I had as a goal she created a thesis in an artwork big enough for a PhD, right? Couldn't be one thing. Had to be like a collection of pieces, what we call a body of work. So my first two years was creating a body of work, and then the third year, uh, selecting which one I was going to dive into to create a, a kind of a major project. And that's exactly what we developed. And now I just graduated, right, two months ago. And then it was like a very interesting recognition to receive the award for the composition, right? For the Transauntismund, the, the Lumen Prize. And at the same time, also my thesis got another cognition, which is was yeah. it, the Leonardo publication, which is like the main one also in art and technology. Just yeah. just selected me as one of the top authors 2022. Okay. So, oh, congratulations. Yes. It's okay. a, and we, so Transjuntos Mundo nowadays is also a company, so we produce installations and works, we design immersive and interactive works for, not only for us, but for also for other companies, so I travel the whole time. It sounds
1: really exciting what's about to happen, not just the Lumen price, but the, you know, the, the the company and the development of the, of the, of the business around yeah, what yeah. you've done. Did you have any idea, uh-huh. five years ago, that you would see yourself like this?
2: Absolutely not. It's very interesting because, especially starting as a musician, I always toured, right? So I toured doing concerts, singing, playing, making part of orchestra, other groups, but uh, working this deep in the in the in the visual arts world, right? I'm not a visual. I was not a visual artist. Now I became a transmedia artist what is that right so working across methodology working across video image no absolutely this is all very new very exciting right because you know we start our life as an artist believing in life right believing on something that is like good luck you know we are going to have how to go through this life with all that we never know what is coming in the next corner although i have a very grounded career into academics so that's why i have a job and all that that was always the you know like the grounding and also a very good complementing part for the artistic practice right so i do all my practice based on very deep studies on philosophy on science on technology engineering i have a, a, a kind of a secret also uh, in parallel to music i did some studies on biotechnology so I'm a musician and biotechnologist at the same time. Although I never worked in biotechnology, but that gave me an interesting background in science also that I love to use. And I was always very interested in philosophy and things like that. So that was like the, you know, the material from, and the source of all my interest around these works. So I'm not a musician only, but I have like a very multiple interest in different fields and different areas. That's why I expand my research this far. So tell me a little bit more
1: about why do you think walking is so important for the work that you've made and, and, and what you're developing?
2: Right. This is the beginning of my research on walking, right? So that was not something that I had planned before. So the thing is that my ancestors walked. That's why I have my DNA and that's where my interest started and my whole interest. I didn't know this was a methodology for artistic practice. I had no clue. Five years ago, six in fact. Now, like in the one year before the start of the of my PhD, I was like I had no clue of what how walking could be used as a, as an artistic practice. I have a result from walks. We are all resulting from walks, millennial walks, right? So then, that's when I said, okay, so maybe this, this is something, and I started researching, and I f- I found a whole field of artists using this methodology, to create across so many different uh, realms of art. So that was really interesting. Then finding the concept of walkscapes from Francesco Careri, then that's where I found really myself. It's also, of course, like studying all the international situationists and all the Dada movement and all these movements that used a lot of performative spaces and architecture and all that, how it was used in Latin America, how it was used in the U.S. in Europe. Then I said, oh, it's really interesting, it's really deep. And then we created our own methodology, which we call the TM methodology, that is how we make these recordings around the world. And that's the, the, also the material that we use to create the TM archive, and then the TM VR work. This is my thesis, right? So my thesis is grounded in these three columns that they're inspired in the, the Derivs, right? So that's why the work is named Derives one as a homage to the International situationists based on walkscapes, from Careri. Uh, I We use a form of narrative that is based on everyday life event
1: mm-hmm.
2: events. And Descerteau is one of the big philosophers behind this concept, right? That we talk about how our daily life carries information from many different layers, right? So it's not a, a simple gesture of preparing a coffee or talking on the phone like this or so, but crossing the streets, this is scared by thousands of layers of history, biology, politics, social and understandings, anthropology, everything, right? And also all our understandings about music, sound, how we create, what are materials for creation, what are elements that we can use to make artistic works that are not just notes, that are not just Callers and oil, or not just you know, like just not the, the the classic forms of art.
1: But of all the
2: places you've
1: traveled to, uh-huh. perhaps you perhaps be able to you can suggest a walk or something.
2: Suggest a walk, right? I w- I want to suggest a walk in Colombia. So we have some walks there in Medellin. Really interesting to explore South America, uh, which is a place that hasn't been so explored yet and we do have like unbelievable history, unbelievable nature and I'm very uh, interested in exploring these spaces there and the communities that we have around South America because it's a very interesting result of what came from Africa, what came from Europe, what came from Asia, it all melts into an interest, a very interesting community and and space in South America.
1: Can you name one in particular?
2: The one we do, the Transiuntis Mundi Walk.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes.
2: So we do transi- the Transiuntis Mundi Walk and also the festivals that we do there. We are also doing some uh, residencies, artistic residencies in our area. So we have a land there that we do these walks, that we do the residencies, and it's an area that is like very wild still. Uh, it's interesting, when I say wild, I'm talking about nature, like, you know, like very wild nature. And you can explore nature, uh, birds, uh, some people go there to explore birds, some other people go to explore the theme of water, some others go to explore um, um, more like cult- cultural aspects around the political situation that Medellín lived some years ago. Uh, some others go to study really music and understand the cultural scene there. It's very strong in salsa, reggaeton, and a lot of other things. Uh, yeah, so there is a, a huge diversity of elements and interests that we, that we explore in the Transiuntes Mundi walks.
0: You've been listening to Talking Walking, brought to you by Rethinking Cities in the Museum of Walking. In this episode, you've heard from Candida Borges. If you have any views on this interview or any walking issues, we'd love to hear from you. Just follow the links on the Talking Walking website. We look forward to having you along for future episodes of Talking Walking. Written, recorded and produced by Andrew Stark of Rethinking Cities Limited. our artwork is designed by Ian Martin of Art, of Art Graphics, and the music is composed by Simon Sanders of EZtronic.